Hi, Namaste, what's up, geeks? This is episode one one three of your favorite Desi Technology podcast. I am Vikram Mohan. But before I go on and get in my co-host, let me tell you about the other shows from Forspire Podcasts. Bin John has four amazing Tamil movies with great soundtracks. And on Attention Plus with Arnabre, we discussed time management, Justice Kadju. California wildfires and I'm not even scratching the surface. There's a whole lot more. So make sure you uh, subscribe to both Ben John and Attention Plus with Arna Bray. And now to kickstart things, here is Vijay. Hi, Vijay. Uh, hi. So in, uh, before we jump into the, uh, you know, the geek side of things, uh, in Ben John, we had uh, Kadal, which was Raj's pick. And she had three, if you remember, the Colavari movie. And oh. I had, unfortunately, uh, I couldn't, most of my top picks for, uh, you know, soundtracks, I couldn't find them online. And I'm telling you all this because I'm sure you're curious to know what my <laughs> our picks were. Uh, and I made an artificial restriction that I didn't want to have any Rahman album or Ilaraja album movie. So I ended up having uh, one, which is Nanum Raudidan, amazing soundtrack. And second one was Ayan, which had a decent soundtrack. Not a great one, but certainly a good one. But uh, I think my top five picks for movies with great soundtracks, I couldn't find uh, most of them available for streaming. So Uh, how do you rate uh, these picks in terms of music quality? No, I think they are good picks. So, yeah, I mean... uh... Definitely liked all of those. Okay. Yeah, I should hardly catch that episode. Yeah, yeah it will be out uh, shortly. Uh, it, it should be out along with this episode as well. So uh, do catch it up and let us know what uh, whether you agree with our taste. So now let's, uh, we do, this is the week before the big news week because we've got, uh, I think the next episode is going to be really big for reasons which we'll discuss later. But uh, yeah, let's discuss news about what the next week's episode will be in uh, Broken News. So uh, the first big news, of course, uh, was by Microsoft. It's always nice to have Microsoft uh, dominating or at least, you know, in the news for all the right reasons and for exciting reasons. And uh, this time, uh, Microsoft, uh, whenever there's a new console generation, both Microsoft and uh, Sony, they kind of play the wait and watch game uh, to see who announces pricing first and the other uh, person announces pricing uh, subsequently. So I think uh, Microsoft decided to go ahead and they actually uh, announced pricing of xbox so you want to go, go through the details vijay um yeah i think uh, you know they have those two models one is like a budget model which is a series s that starts at 300 dollars and the series x um, goes up to 500 right 499 <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah, I think I mean, these prices have been speculated upon. I think for several months now. So it it didn't come as a big surprise to anyone. Um, although I think uh, um, Sony's it will be interesting to see Sony's uh, strategy since uh, Microsoft followed a slightly different 
uh, strategy than Sony, where they have a more underpowered uh, version of the Xbox for the budget model, whereas Sony decided to go with the same specs except for the optical drive. Um, and that means that their entry-level model will likely be higher priced than the Series S. And also so, higher powered. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see what they do with that. Now, of course, uh, in, in consoles, though, it's very normal for these companies to sell their consoles at cost or sometimes even at a loss because the money they make is from the games. Yeah. and But I think, you know, uh, over a period of time, they have started, uh, you know, avoiding selling at a loss at, or, you know, sticking to at least, you know, selling at cost, uh, if not profit. Um, right. And... Yeah, I think um, uh, Sony most likely will reflect their that in their pricing. So uh, Microsoft, of, of course, has been all in on subscriptions, right? From uh, uh, Office 365 to Xbox uh, Live and Xbox Game Pass, which I'm a big fan of. So they have extended that to the Xbox uh, Series X in, in a very interesting way, right? So they, they essentially have this program called... Uh, xbox all access program where uh, the the payment instead of paying 500 dollars or whatever it, it costs in india they have not released the india uh, pricing yet uh, it, you will have a 24 month emi and that also includes the game pass subscription which i think it's very clever yeah i think that's a very nice uh, strategic move by microsoft they ensure both their services revenue as well as lock in the hardware sale as well so um, i think that's and it and it works out you know very well for the consumer as well so it's like a win-win for everyone absolutely so definitely good. and these are tough times for everyone so i think uh, if i remember 25 dollars per month is what they're saying for the series s uh, so uh, yeah, for for two years i think that's a good price especially uh, because it has the game pass built in and for subscribers like me, uh, for the Game Pass, there's another good news is that uh, uh, Electronic Arts, the EA Play, which is EA's version of a Game Pass, is also going to be bundled along with uh, this with the Xbox Game Pass at no extra cost. So we would be getting, uh, you know, uh, definitely the FIFA titles are in. I'm not a big fan, but I, I understand people are. So you're going to get... Uh, 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 you're going to get FIFA, you're going to get even uh, for the kids something like Plants vs. Zombies and whole lot of the, all the EA titles coming in. So certainly even more value for for uh, for Xbox. And uh, let, let's see if, uh, what Sony comes up with. Because uh, on September 16th, uh, PlayStation, I mean, Sony has said that there's a PlayStation 5 event. Uh, and they have actually been very specific, oddly specific, saying that the E event, I mean, everything is an electronic event, online event now. They said it will last for 40 minutes and we will see some of some some more of the games that are available. But Vijay, considering that they have done a great job of actually showing off all the games much better than Microsoft, in fact, the only thing remaining is pricing, right? So do you expect anything apart from pricing to be, an, I mean, to be of interest on September 16th? Um. Yeah, I think people have got a 
pretty good idea how the game lineup looks like and uh, unless they have like managed to save the best for last i i, I don't think there would be much of uh, interesting stuff from the game's point of view so yeah everybody's eyes will be on like what the actual console pricing is and when it will be available because it looks like there will be some supply limitations for ps5 and uh, you know you might uh, run into uh, waiting long waiting periods if you uh, want to buy it so we'll have to see how right. they work out that so uh, coming back to the xbox though the xbox i forgot to mention the date uh, it will launch on november 10th that is it will be available for uh, for for uh, purchase on november 10th though of course you can pre-order it before but it's not going to be available in india india is not one of the launch uh, countries for 2020 but rumor is that the playstation 5 might be available in india at launch and i i think it might be too because vijay in uh, on the amazon uh, site if you go to consoles amazon has a huge banner for playstation 5 coming soon so i'm assuming amazon knows something that we don't for <laughs> right mm, yeah so if if they have it out there then it most likely means at least one model of the ps5 will be available in in india right so yeah of course uh, we will hold on to the uh, the bigger news but uh, just sticking with microsoft for now the surface duo the review embargo has been lifted and this week of course we had uh, reviews from all our favorite guys we had mkbhd's review uh, we've got android central verge pretty much everyone which are the ones that you read up um i think i read pretty uh, at least uh, um, i think mkbhd and uh, the verge and um, i think a couple of others i am not able to recollect the name but uh, i saw it on youtube um uh but yeah i mean it's another thing that you know again um, microsoft has done a fantastic job with the quality of the hardware itself but they just needed little more time to polish the software and it's you know very disappointing for um, for me that you know i was really looking forward to something that microsoft would basically hit out of the park because it's been in the making for so long i mean they announced it like more than a year ago and um, they said that uh, it's only going to uh, you know it come out late in 2020 and when it finally does come out they still it looks like there are a lot of glitches in the software and there are still a lot of bugs that they need to work out and apparently the first version of the uh, you know software that they sent with the review phones uh, was so bad that you know you could it was literally unusable and they had to wait for microsoft to basically push another uh, newer version to the phones and then people were able to get through with their reviews and even then there are a lot of um, you know problems here and there which kind of you know uh, it's it's disappointing for anybody i think everybody i don't think anybody wanted it to fail as such everybody was really looking forward and the way microsoft projected this it really seemed like a more uh, you know unique take on a dual screen foldable thing but uh, i just wish they had taken the time to really polish the software and make it as uh, you know bug free as possible instead of just releasing it so if uh, money was uh, if money was not an object 
would you have prefer okay first of all where do you stand on on folding phones do you like them if so do you like the vertical flip or do you like the horizontal fold as it's called um i prefer the fold and i am not 100% sold on foldable phones right now because everything that has come out has had one glitch or the other uh, like one uh, you know drawback or the other and i think microsoft came closest in the sense that they realized what the technical limitations were with the folding technology and they just decided to take a clever workaround which is basically not use a folding screen at all um and i think i like that because it if you see that you know it doesn't look too bad it's not like that uh, anyway uh, people find that uh, big crease in the center as annoying as uh, a bezel so i don't think uh, they lost any points for not having that middle part of the screen so i think it was a clever way to work around that limitation um, but it's just yeah i mean it's i think it will take another couple of iterations before we really see some compelling uh, use agree, cases agree agree uh, i think couple of changes i mean i would have expected from uh, from microsoft one a front display because the, as it stands now you can't use the phone uh, without opening it up and then of course yeah. you can fold it the fold it and then use it as a phone but uh, you know if you for if i'm paying what 1600 dollars or whatever microsoft should have thrown in a front display and you know enabled us to use the phone as a phone and second i would have i seriously thought that it came with a stylus with a pen that would have made a lot of sense no uh yeah but i mean it is still compatible with the surface uh, pen oh it is uh, is it okay yeah, i it is compatible it's just that it doesn't they don't bundle it with the device they, you have to buy it separately um but the thing is uh, yeah for that cost that they are charging like 1400 dollars i would assume that you know you, they should have really bundled that surface pen with that uh, device and yeah i agree that you know they should have had a front facing even it, it doesn't need to be a, like a full featured display even something which is like a basic uh, you know feature phone level display at the front would i think would have still worked uh, i i get the reason why they went they, they skipped the screen in the front because that would add to the thickness of the device and right now it's like amazingly thin like you just have like 4.9 mm in, in fact i think mkbhd's review uh, marcus brownly he showed off he said that the when you unfold it the the uh, when you open up the surface it's almost just slightly thicker than the camera bump for the galaxy note 20 <laughs> which is mind blowing yeah so yeah i think they they wanted to make sure that you know uh, the uh, you avoid that uh, drawback one big drawback of the foldable things where it when it's folded it's so thick that it it doesn't feel like a premium device um i think they did a good job of working around that thing but uh, yeah that added to the problem where you don't have a screen up front and i think they'll figure it right. out probably yeah. in the next uh, iteration or something true and yeah i think i think it's better to hold on to your wallets until microsoft kind of ties it together okay that brings us to the news which probably our next episode will be all about and that is that uh, apple has confirmed that they would be holding an event again online needless to say on september 15th that is tuesday and uh, obviously this is going to be the iphone 12 announcement 
and if uh, i think rumors are right there there are going to be four variants two base variants and two pro variants uh they're going to be announcing the next generation of apple watch and also a budget lineup of of the apple watch called the watch se as well as new ipads anything of course i'm sure you're excited about this <laughs> yeah i i mean i even though i'm not like very gungho about apple uh, product in general but i always look forward to their keynote and other events launch events uh, just for the way they present stuff because i think that's something that uh, even after several years their competitors have not really started catching up in that aspect the way how they produce and deliver that uh, event um and that is something that i just enjoy watching uh, but yeah i think uh, this time i am ex- a little bit excited about the entry level iphone 12 because now i think with this uh, generation they are going all in with oled on all the models there's no not going to be an lcd screen anymore and that along with the rumor that it's going to be like a something like a 5.8 inch screen which makes it like around the same size as a pixel 4a um i think that excites me because i think that's like a the sweet spot in terms of uh, you know the phone size which i always prefer so i would be looking forward to knowing more about that so i've got about two days left for uh, to feel good about owning an iphone 11 Uh, i hope I'm, i'm pretty sure by 12, by uh, tuesday midnight i'll be bummed about having my phone unless of course apple really uh, messes up things of course we'll we'll be covering all all the events including new iphones watches ipads and whatever else uh, in the in the next episode so make sure you tune to that as well now let's take a quick break and when we are back is our feature story a very interesting one don't go away welcome back thanks for sticking around and listening to the golden words from our sponsor uh, the feature story is something which just dropped on us uh, earlier uh, this week and that was that uh, i think sundar pichai tweeted out that android 11 is fully baked according to them so we, we avoided talking about the feature sets about android 11 in the podcast ever since the beta came out because first of all it never seemed that there was really the, something very exciting to talk about uh and also we were waiting for it to be released officially uh the one good thing about the release usually the releases are inconsequential because barring uh, pixel owners nobody else would even be able to get it but for the first time i think this time uh, they announced that apart from the pixel lineup you would also have oneplus guys and uh, oppo and i believe uh, certain mi phones Uh, also all of them having day one uh, upgrades so uh, i know for a matter of, uh, so vijay does your one plus you have a one plus seven right uh yeah one plus seven pro, pro. Uh, but it, it doesn't get uh android 11 right away although i can sign up for the android 11 beta program that one plus has and probably get that but the stable version would probably come out maybe a couple of months down the line which is not too far away but yeah even folks uh, who have the oneplus 8 said that uh, they have been mashing the uh, update button and uh, without any luck but yeah by android standards anything within 3 months itself is a miracle so 
we'll wait and watch and let you know what happens but in terms of features so uh, we've been saying it's kind of a may release you know thing big so i was going through the list there's a lot of little things which kind of uh, looks like they're either setting the stage or uh, and some of the good features i don't know how uh, uh, maybe maybe we will have to use it to uh, to see how good these features are because i think one true test of how good some features are or in a new operating system is to use it and see if you go back to a version of the os without those updates do you feel hampered so let's quickly go through what's new the first thing of course is that every uh, iteration of android improves upon the notification shade notification is one area i think android is so far ahead of ios ios even even in ios 14 which i'm running it it's dated uh, but android just keeps uh, you know run, run, running way ahead so now uh, they have a separate section in the notification for conversations so regardless of whether you are going to be using whatsapp or let's say slack or uh, facebook messenger or god help you google hangouts all of those conversations find a separate space in the in the uh, notification draw and it is easy for you to reply in line over there and there's also this very annoying bubble concept which if you remember a couple of years ago facebook had what did they call it chat heads right yeah uh, which i honestly i find very very annoying does this excite you uh yeah i mean i am with you on that particular aspect even i constantly tended to like Uh, move those uh, chat heads around uh, out of my view and many times you know just dismiss them outright moment they popped up uh, it, it somehow never appealed to me although i am um, hearing that you know if you use it for a while it starts to grow on you um, which i i'll i'll definitely give it a try once it's there in android 11 but otherwise i feel like the major theme has been you know just kind of fine tuning stuff that's not broken so it's which is not really I, a bad idea is it i mean not android, a bad idea at all i mean android uh, I is think, very mature right now yeah i don't and yeah i mean you have always have that saying that you know if it's not broken don't fix it so i think what they are just trying to do is like just giving some polish to existing true and uh, again we have to bring up that point that unlike ios where you know uh, the os update gives you updated keyboard or updated mail app or updated browser safari etc here google keeps updating all of these apps throughout the year right gboard is updated throughout the year even the google assistant all of these things keep uh, adding new features throughout the year so they have kind of deprecated the the excitement of a os update because it it's kind of it, it keeps trickling in throughout the year yeah and i think this is an aspect which even uh, google themselves have not really done a good job of uh, marketing because uh, it i think it's almost been like maybe 3 or 4 years now that they started breaking out all the major uh, components of the os into you know uh, updatable apps via play store and uh, they that is something that you know nobody realizes uh, the importance of that and you know the fact that you know the major version upgrades are no longer as a big deal as they used to be um which right. is good because you know uh, because of the pathetic situation that you have with all the 
Android phone vendors updating the word. Yeah, which is uh, in this case, of course, fragmentation. Uh, in fact, yeah, I'm going to jump ahead uh, to one of the other features since you brought it up. Uh, when when you mentioned that, I you know Google has broken up the OS in a way where it's easier for Google to update it. I I was going through the Android uh, site and I, I didn't realize that from Android 11 now Google can push the monthly security updates directly through Google Play. That's a really big deal. Yeah, if that if that's true, it's like I mean, in the sense that if it it ends up being practically uh, you know applicable to all the phones out there, then yes, that's a very massive uh, change and positive change, and I, I really hope it it really works in that way in real life. Um, so let's see how it goes because that is I think the one gap that we needed to plug because. Uh, you know, you could push everything else as app updates, but the one thing that you still depended on the vendor to push was right. the security updates. And if they have been able to take the control of that, then there's nothing like that. And, and in a market like US, you not only have to go through the phone vendor, you also have to go through your carrier. So there are two yeah. hurdles which uh, you have to uh, pass. And now, of course, hopefully Google can send these security updates uh, directly to your phone, bypassing both of these guys. There's also better auto suggest, which I'm a big fan of and I really miss. Uh, and app suggestions, where you know when you do a slight swipe up on Pixel launcher, Google kind of predicts what's the app that you want to launch. So these are Pixel only updates. Uh, those are supposed to have, have been updated. Then there's better accessibility, which is an area where Google has been really working hard. I think I remember the last version also had some great updates. Similarly, even in iOS, of course, iOS 14 also is has made great uh, progress in accessibility. But uh, surprisingly, one of the biggest features is in the power button menu. Did you uh, check this out? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I saw that power button thing. I'm, I have a mixed uh, feeling about that. Uh, it, it just seems way too complicated for a power button interface. Uh, I feel that they could have just cut down and kept the kept it to the basics. but. Right now, it, it's it's almost like you know opening up a whole new app when you press the power button. But here's the thing. I mean, uh, in in fact, uh, on the iPhone, uh, when I switched over, the first thing I noticed was they don't call it the power button; they call it the side button. Okay, and uh, the, so the what I thought was the power button actually just brings up uh, Siri, and uh, you know you you can configure it to do other things. In fact, the power button doesn't let you turn off the phone. For that, I'll have to press the power button and, uh, or rather, the side button and volume up. That that brings up the power of uh, the, the you know the options to turn off or restart the phone. So uh, the point I'm trying to make is, turning off your phone or restarting your phone is something that you don't really do very often. So why would you want to waste a physical button, which is a very important uh, uh, you know uh, thing? Why not make better use of it? I, I, I kind of I, I, th I think it's it's a move in the right direction. C currently, I think according to in Android 11, you're going to get Google Pay and home automation updates. So you can set your fans and lights and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think this is something that you know. Uh, I agree with the Google Pay thing because, uh, but I think you know Google Pay is something anyway that. Um, when I get uh, when I use it for paying, I get the choice to pick the 
payment method that i want and all that it, it's not like i need to need this particular option to do that and home yeah right now uh, i have a few things that can show up on this home automation thing uh, but uh, it's not reached a state where everybody has like a full fledged automation automated home and all that so i agree i agree uh, it will be a while before i think we see any real benefits out of this uh, but yeah i guess you know um, time will tell like how useful it is um right now i don't foresee much uh, difference for me uh, in daily usage uh, that's too bad though because this is one of the biggest <laughs> uh, differences in android 11 uh, but one thing i am curious about is uh, as far as google pay is concerned and i want to know of course google pay in the us and google pay in india are very different though just by name they are the same but here google pay or gpay as it's known popularly it's based on upi so it's entirely different app based on entirely different uh, standard uh, so i want to know whether in uh, if if i you know will android 11 the power button in google will the google pay bring up the google pay which is meant for india and we will find out uh, the next thing is something which uh, honestly it, it, it has been on there on ios and i'm i'm very happy about it and i'm glad to see that it's it's there in uh, now it's made its way to android too and that is when you're uh, playing uh, you, you know you're playing some uh, media whether it's a video or audio or anything you can pick your sound output on that is uh, so when you click your sound output picker it will show you your uh, bluetooth speakers if you are paired to it it will show you any chromecast devices which is going to be brilliant uh, this apparently was a feature vijay which they have not advertised but uh, i think uh, ars technica uh, uh, ron amedio he discovered it and he was like man this is such a brilliant feature why, why isn't it uh, why isn't it publicized by by uh, google yeah i mean i think yeah it's good uh, it's good to have that option um, and they had that i mean it's basically similar to what you had in your phone app where you could decide like whether you want to use a bluetooth or uh, use a speaker exactly. or what um, it's just now more centralized where it's applicable to everything that's playing on the device um, and it's good to have that um, yeah i'm even i'm not sure why they wouldn't uh, they really you know market that particular feature and talking about being self deprecating uh, so uh, they also have built in screen recorded screen recorder so you can take videos and uh, you know you can also uh, record your audio not just from the microphone but also the uh, uh, you know in system audio and in the android site where it was listing all the android 11 features they said screen recording finally you'd never catch apple say something like that <laughs> saying that you know <laughs> finally we have added a few, this thing which you've been adding which you've been asking for uh, i mean i kind of find that a little endearing saying that yeah finally we we added a screen recorder where they, they they do agree that you know it, it's been long pending yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's something that uh, yeah it's been it, it uh, but i think i can understand that you know unlike in apple google you have the i mean the os is customizable and the lot of third party vendors have been adding their own version of the screen recording feature right. so it was not as sorely missed as uh, it would be on any other you know platform but 
True. But it's still good that you have a native solution rather than depending on the device manufacturer. I, I just feel bad for uh, uh, for app developers, you know, when such uh, features are rolled out, which kind of eat into uh, <laughs> popular apps. For example, I think I've bought this app called a, uh, AZ Screen Recorder, which is a brilliant app. I would highly recommend it if your phone is not going to get Android 11 and you don't have a screen recorder. So, of course... Uh, but I, I guess that's par for the course. Then uh, something that probably will not affect most people in the world is uh, it's going to support wireless Android Auto. So if uh, in future there are cars which uh, are currently Android Auto cars require you to plug in your phone, now they work wirelessly. Big whoop, so that's good. Then uh, uh, better permissions. So more granular permissions. This has been happening even from Android 10, where Google is uh, in the face of Apple touting the iPhone's uh, privacy. I think Google is also stepping up. So a uh, lot of uh, fine-tuning in terms of uh, the permissions. So when an app, for example, is going to ask you for location uh, access, you can now say that, you know, give me, I'll provide it location only once, only this time. So each time it has to ask you for the permission. That's good. And it's Android has made apps. Uh, it's very difficult for applications to find, to get your location and in the background. So, uh, which is very good because very few apps need to know where you are precisely. They also have this course, uh, uh, better privacy. And the thing which impressed me the most, Vijay, was that uh, once, let's say, you grant access, because uh, let's face it, most of us, moment uh, we download an app and run it, it asks for permission blindly. We just say accept, accept, or allow, allow. But now what, uh, From starting from Android 11, if an app is unused for a long time, it's like, you know, you've not used it for a certain amount of time, Android will remove, uh, revoke all the permissions. So next time you run it, after a long time, it's uh, you're, you again have to give it the permissions. Uh, what do you make of all of these privacy-related features? Yeah, it's very welcome uh, change yeah, from Google. So, And I, I this particular feature is something that impressed me right away the moment I saw the initial reviews for the first betas uh, of uh, Android 11. And I think this is the one thing that stood out for me that you know, was a really good feature, and I was hoping that they keep it till the you know final version. And it's good that they kept it. Uh, so this is something that yeah, definitely you know. I I kind of confused uh, and almost if you I don't know if you noticed I mentioned the word course, but uh, that was a feature in iOS 14 where uh, uh, I don't think it's yet come out uh, even on the latest beta where in apps. Uh, when they ask for a location, and unless it's some app like uh, uh, Maps or something which requires very precise location, Apple uh, is going to provide two levels of uh, location. One, a course location where it will just give the app a general whereabout of where you are and very precise location. So I think that's some something which you and Google should uh, should adopt. Where uh, let's say I'm using some app, uh, weather app, for example, it doesn't really need to know the precise pinpoint where I am standing. A course location would do so uh, i kind of got uh, i think confused and i was i thought that that's in android 11 but no that's in ios 14 uh, so overall what do you make of android 11 yes i mean it overall i think it's a big thumbs up from my side uh, it 
basically doesn't break any good feature that was there in the previous versions uh, it only makes everything you know a little better. bit better is what we want so and it adds some much needed privacy features so yeah i think it's a very good uh, watch release from google overall. i think so too yeah it doesn't have the razmatas that uh, ios versions have at least google is not good in terms of you know uh, <laughs> touting or uh, touting minor features and kind of uh, uh, highlighting them but overall i think yes a lot of spit and polish which is and it sets the stage hopefully for much better more privacy more uh, security so overall i think it, it's it's getting a bad rap of not being good but i think lot of things are happening behind the scenes which is very good so which brings us to the final one uh, i have an app pick i have a game pick do you have a pick or should i go ahead with my app pick uh, yeah you can go ahead i didn't yeah, i don't have a pick this okay. time uh this is some i usually never uh, ever uh, you know download games or apps which which come up popped up in an uh, ad uh, but in this case there is <laughs> uh, more often than not i don't know uh, this this mobile game uh, ads for other games are highly misleading they show something and you know you download the game and it's it's nothing like what uh, like what the ad shows but in this case i downloaded this game which sounded very interesting which looked very interesting and uh, it's called scribble rider so uh, <laughs> it's kind of strange okay so uh, uh, you are driving a vehicle you are racing against somebody else and there are lots of terrain so you might be going uphill or you might be going on water or you might be going on just plain ground plain surfaces uh, or you might be going up on stairs Uh, on this kind of a vehicle a tiny vehicle and what you need to do is you need to draw what kind of a wheel would best uh, so the lower third of the screen is where you kind of do a rough draw so if let's say you are going to plane surface you try and draw a circle which is a normal wheel and in, you know that will help your car go fast but let's say you are in a going up the stairs maybe is you know something a bit more janky maybe a pentagon kind of a thing would help or maybe a, a you know a, a rectangle might help uh, to, uh, like a ski uh, if you are in water then you'll have to draw something else so you'll have to use your uh, uh, quick you'll have to think on your feet quickly and find out okay uh, it's this is the challenge what kind of a wheel shape uh, is works well i've played like around three or four levels kind of it's repetitive as as of now it's not very challenging but at least it, it's certainly been fun and it doesn't require any more than 30 seconds of your time so it's one of those games where it, let's say you're i don't know you're waiting in queue for your amazon to collect your amazon parcel true life uh, true story it, you can just whip out your phone and kind of play this game while you uh, you know while you're there because the game is hardly like 30 seconds for each for each race so that's uh, scribble rider we'll of course have a link to it uh, on the show notes do check it out and uh, in anything else we so the next next episode would be the big iphone episode so uh, looking forward to that anything from you vijay before we sign out uh no i think yeah, like you said it's um, 
big I week coming up. Be a big week next yeah, time. So we will talk about the, hopefully the pricing of the PlayStation 5 and all about all the things that Apple announces. So until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.